It's the WGU Alumni Podcast, the podcast all about night owls and their noteworthy accomplishments. Join us as we feature our alumni and share ways to help you stay engaged. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the WGU Alumni Podcast. I'm Sarah Van Winkle, along with Jeff Burton, my co-host. Hey, Jeff, how are you today? Hey, Sarah, I'm well. How are you today? I'm pretty good. I'm a little tired, to be honest. I recently, um, for the first time in a while, have been doing some traveling. I flew home to Arkansas. It was good to go back, but it's, you know, a long weekend. It was tiring, but it was a lot of fun. And um, as you might can tell, I've got a little bit more twang to my accent these days. (laughs) Sarah, I like the twang. We need more twang. (laughs) I could twang it up a little bit more, but I'm excited about today's episode. We've got graduate Bill Burns from Arizona on the on the call, and he's written a book. He's an IT grad, but he's written a book, and it made me start thinking about the fact that I've written a book already, and I'm still, and I'm writing another book. And Jeff, I'm pretty sure you're writing a book right now too, right? Sarah, that is correct. And I love being around you and Bill and talking to people that are making things happen and that are doing just good, good things. And so, yeah, I, it's kind of exciting to be writing a book, isn't it? I mean, it, yeah, it's a lot of work and it takes a lot of thought and prep. So um, I don't know if you want to tell people what you're writing about or not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see the um, the listens drop off steadily at this point. But uh, the, the book title is Relish the Moment. Stay with me, Sarah. And it's about my quest to see a ga- baseball game in every professional baseball stadium across the country and you guessed it, on a quest to find the perfect hot dog. There you go. Okay, so that's what I was going to say. Is this about finding the greatest hot dog ever? So <laughs> I need to work on my elevator pitch, I know, but that's that's more or less where it's at. So who knows? Who knows well, if it'll I, ever be published? I, of course it will be published. You can self-publish anything these days. I think that's really cool, and I think we've talked about it on the podcast before, about what you literally just said your book is about is something that my dad and I were trying to do before he passed. And we loved baseball, going to baseball games together. That was something we did all the time when I was growing up. We used to go to the Arkansas Travelers games. And then when I moved to Northwest Arkansas, it was the Northwest Arkansas Naturals, who is a farm team for the Kansas City Royals. But my dad and I would always go to St. Louis for games because we lived closest and we could get tickets to games when they were playing the Braves, which is my team and his team is the Cardinals. So we used to do that a lot, and we always had a bet that whoever's team lost, that person had to buy the meal on the way home. So that was a pretty good thing because of the Braves. That was like <laughs> 90s, so the Braves were like top of the game, literally. And so I yes. rarely had to buy a meal during that time. But we also had a pack to to go to all the, the National League and the American League ballparks and see a game so we could mark that off our list. But And I'm trying to continue that slowly but surely to knock those off the list. But I think that's really cool that you're writing a book about that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And thank you for sharing that about your dad. That's really cool. I mean, that's what baseball does, right? It connects families and generations and fans and various things. So very cool. Well, Sarah, real quickly, I want to hear about your book. What what are you writing about? Well, I wrote about uh, my first book. I wrote about, um, I'm not even going to tell you what the title is because, you know, it's not published and it's still with the editor and it's been with the editor for a while, but I don't know if that's good news or bad news. I think that's probably bad news, but um, it's about music and how music has impacted my life and how certain songs, certain albums are tied to a period of my life, uh, a certain event in my life. 
The book is dedicated to my dad, who we lost in 05. And it's really about how he brought so many different kinds of music into the house. And as a kid, I grew up listening to all kinds of different music. I mean, everything from Johnny Cash, who's from Arkansas, might add, to, you know, Ella Fitzgerald and Barry Manilow to Barry White. We listened to Dolly and Porter Wagner and, you know, all the old school country. But then we also had the Beatles and Electric Light Orchestra. And, you know, then the first album, actual album vinyl that my parents bought me and my sister was um, Thriller by Michael Jackson. And I still have that today and still listen to it. It's got a few scratches in it, but um, overall it's it's weathered pretty well considering I used to stand at the in our hallway with a big record player and just play it over and over and over again because I just loved that album so much. But it's about, uh, yeah, the book is about that and all the different kinds of music that I listened to growing up and and what those songs and albums and artists mean to me. So pretty personal, but it's uh, shares my love of music and how even though I don't play a single instrument, <laughs> except a main dashboard drum kit, it's what music has meant to me in my life. So I think it's, hopefully people will think it's cool. That is really cool. I love that, Sarah. Well, let's hear a little bit more about Bill's book. Ours might be more reminiscing. Bill's is a little more how to make sense of the IT world and, and kind of that space. And so uh, I think it's gonna be super helpful for people. So Sarah, should we kick to the interview with Bill? This is not my strong suit, so I definitely need to read this book. But yeah, let's get to it. All right, let's do it. Bill Burns is a leader in the IT industry, serving as a senior principal DevOps engineer at a Fortune 50 company. A two-time WGU grad, he earned a bachelor's in information technology in 2014 and a master's in data analytics in 2020, and holds multiple trade secrets in the high-performance computing field and several related patents in the work for the future. Most recently, Bill published a book, Tiny PowerShell Projects, and in addition, he keeps busy as a Six Sigma coach, technical expert speaker, and mentor to several IT professionals. So born and raised in Utah, Bill and his wife and two children reside in sunny Tucson, Arizona. It's a pleasure to welcome you to the WG Alumni Podcast, Bill. Well, thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I'm glad that we're finally connecting and doing this. I know we've had a little bit of back and forth. And, you know, from the brief bio that I just read, we've got some things to dive into. And we want to hear a little bit more about the book and, and the work that you're doing. But before we get there, Bill, being that we have a national alumni base, we always like to ask this question. And that is, what is the best thing about your hometown? So specifically, what can you tell us about Tucson, Arizona, that makes it a great place to live? Well, I mean, I'd, I'd be happy to talk about Tucson, but it's not my hometown. Actually, I'm born and raised in Bountiful, Utah, so really close to you guys. Um, okay. I live in Tucson now, and I got to say, being a former Utahn, it, it's it's got to be the weather. I mean, uh, I know Utah has the greatest snow on earth, but when you shovel it for 21 years, it gets really old really <laughs> fast. And yeah, the food here in Tucson is, is is also really amazing. I'm a little bit of a foodie. so. Well, good answer. I, I love that. Tucson is a great part of the country. It's a great, great city, great area. Well, Bill, let's dive in. I want to ask, because you've got two degrees from WGU, why was this such a great fit for you? So I had kind of a love-hate relationship with college for a long time. Uh, I, I kind of started and stopped and started and stopped. And 
you know, for a long time, I, I didn't, you know, kind of feel like I needed a degree. Uh, it was probably a defense mechanism, to be honest. When I found WGU, it kind of was the best of both worlds. So in the IT industry, you have two real pathways to go down. You can go the traditional education and get your degree in IT, or you can, you know, kind of put the the formal education in the rear view and kind of focus on your certs and your experience. And when I saw the way that WGU seamlessly melded the ability to get those certs while also fulfilling a formalized degree, it was it was just a no-brainer. So I started WGU in February of 2014, and by November, I had graduated. It was just uh, all you can eat all day long. That's great. We hear that a lot from our IT graduates. The the certs plus the degree make it a no-brainer, exactly like you said. So that's great to hear. I'm glad it was such a great fit. What's new since you've graduated? Uh, you seem to keep pretty busy, again, from that bio that I read. Yeah, I mean, I, I like to keep busy. I like to continue to better myself. I like to produce content in the field of IT. In fact, you know, you kind of mentioned the book. So it's about ready to hit uh, what Manning refers to as MEET, which is the Manning Early Access Program. I kind of like to think of that as a beta test for books. It allows you to kind of get in before the book is fully ready read the first couple of chapters that have been heavily polished, uh, but not quite publishable. And then as content is developed by me or other you know, authors in other Meet projects, you get to get that content early. You can have conversations and feedback with the author. So it allows you to kind of influence the direction of the book. Tiny PowerShell Projects has just hit Meep, and uh, it will be available at the Manning website. You know, hopefully your listeners and those people who are interested can pick it up and collaborate to some degree with me on it. So uh, it, it's a really exciting program, and I'm super happy to be a part of it. That's great. And yeah, I think what we're going to do is put in the show notes. So visit wgu.edu slash podcast and find this episode. We'll put it in the show notes. There's a link. And I think we're going to give away a book and also provide a discount code to others. Is that right? Yeah. So uh, Manning has been really great. They've got, you know, uh, discount codes that uh, the authors can share to, you know, those people who are interested in getting it. And uh, I get a couple of freebies uh, every now and then. So I'm going to be kicking uh, one of those out to uh, my alma mater, uh, WGU, to, uh, you know, kind of uh, get the word out. Oh, that's great. So definitely check out the show notes and that out for sure. So, uh, Bill, give us a brief overview of the book. Now, I'm not an IT guy. I mean, I'm fascinated by the field, but kind of kind of share with me and with those maybe, you know, not from IT field, what the book is about and and why it's of interest. Sure. So in the IT field, you know, you've got multiple different directions that you can go in. You can kind of go towards the administrator side where you're doing the IT work. You can kind of go into the cybersecurity where you're hardening the devices, or you can kind of go into the software development area. Tiny PowerShell Projects is written for the first category, the IT professionals who are looking to harness the power and flexibility that PowerShell gives them. There's lots of PowerShell books out there, but 
This one is a little different because it's not written for the software developers. It's not written as a way to learn the language like you would any other uh, coding book that you would pick up off the shelf. Instead, I wanted to kind of focus on the experience for the IT professional. Uh, it's broken down into tiny little projects and each one of those projects is designed so that you as the admin could literally just take that code, make a couple of modifications, put it in your environment and get some value out of it. And then at that point in time, I kind of break down the code and the logic and how it all works. It was kind of designed from my own PowerShell experience. When I learned PowerShell 10 years ago, I was kind of taught the language, you know, how to write a variable, how to do loops, how to deal with arrays, how to construct the PowerShell language to do things. But they never showed me the applications that I could utilize the language for. And I wanted to take that paradigm and shift it. I wanted to, instead of show the reader how to write the PowerShell language and have them figure out what to do with it, I wanted to give them the what to do with it up front and then dissect the how to do it so that the what and the why came before the how. Oh, fascinating stuff. This, this is really great. Next question is kind of a two-parter. One, uh, have you always wanted to write a book? And secondly, what did you learn about yourself during this experience of authoring this book? So I've always kind of wanted to write a book. I think most people, you know, kind of, if they're being honest with themselves, kind of think, you know, one day I'd, I'd, I'd like to do that. Um, or maybe it's just me. But it's always been a goal. Uh, it is a very tough process. It, it's one that begins years, maybe, before you even sit down to write your first word. And, you know, to the second part of the question, I think the largest thing that I learned about the process and the experience is just how much I didn't know about the subject. You know, I kind of went in with 10 years of PowerShell experience thinking that, you know, I could impart my wisdom to the readers en masse and here is a brain dump and you can benefit directly from my experience without ever having to really kind of delve into it. But as I started the writing process and working with the amazing technical editors at Manning, I realized just how much about the language I didn't know. And, you know, they say the best way to learn a subject is to teach it. And I can say absolutely that is the case. I have learned so much more about PowerShell than I knew when I sat down to write it. It's, it's a very enlightening experience that I would encourage anyone to to really undertake. All right, Bill, I want to ask you a little bit about the work that you do. Again, Fortune 50 company. What's the best thing about your day-to-day -day responsibilities? So I'm a DevOps engineer. And what that means is I kind of get to meld the line between a developer and the support, the supporting ops uh, organization. What that really means is I get to create a lot of cool stuff. And I think that that's really the, my favorite part is 
when I'm done for the day or done with a project, there's something that exists that didn't exist there before. It's a, it's a really great way to get out creativity and it's a, it's a cathartic experience. That's great. Now, what advice would you give to those maybe that are just starting out in the IT field about career advancement, just the things that they need to know about the field? The best advice that I would give somebody is to find a great mentor. There's there's lots of different directions in this field, in the technology field, or just even in the IT field that you can go. And unless you have somebody that can be your North Star, that can kind of figure out where you want to be based upon the kind of things that you like to do, it's going to be really difficult to navigate that. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm in a career uh, right now that I didn't even know existed 10 years ago. And there's no way that I would have found my way to where I am without having a great mentor. Yeah, let me let me stay there for a second. Can you tell us a little bit about your mentor? Have you had uh, one individual or a few individuals that have helped you in your career? Yeah, so I've had I've had lots of great mentors uh, in in many different fields. Uh, I, I'm kind of a collector of mentors. You know, I'll I'll have a conversation with people, and and you know, as often comes up, you you kind of talk about what you do, what your experience is, and you know, when I see people at that excel in an area that I feel like I may be lacking, I kind of make a mental note to uh, reach out to them and and make those mentoring connections. So I, I've been really fortunate in my career that everybody that I've approached has been very receptive to to mentoring. And I've tried to to give that back myself. I, I will never turn down an opportunity to advise or mentor somebody in my organization or outside of my organization. I believe believe in the power of mentoring. That's great. Here on our team, we've referenced this in a few of the previous podcasts, but uh, Sarah, who's a co-host who started our show today, she actually has been very encouraging of our team, uh, every team member having a mentor for the for the reasons that you state. And I, I think that's true in uh, really any field, but uh, but I like how you say it. Like this is a field 10 years ago that you probably, or or a part of the field anyway, that you didn't even realize existed. Yeah, there's absolutely no way I would have found it had I not had somebody who kind of saw my skill set and decided to challenge me to, you know, work towards that. And I, I, you know, a lot of times careers fall in your lap and a lot of times you kind of have to to reach for that brass ring. And this was, you know, kind of a unique uh, melding of the two. Uh, once I knew that it existed, I knew that's where I wanted to be, but I would not have found it without, you know, somebody who you know, looked at my skill set and said, I think you'd be a really great fit for this. We've talked about the book a little bit. We've talked about your career work, your field and all of that. Uh, I wanted to ask, just kind of wrapping this up, just what's next for you? Like, I mean, if you were to kind of look down the road the next couple of years, what what uh, stands out to you in terms of kind of next steps and, and where you're headed professionally? Yeah, so that's that's a really great question. I, I'm I'm a very goal-oriented individual. I have long-term goals. I have short-term goals. I'd like to become more involved in some of the speaking opportunities. So, I mean, I'm, I'm really happy to have this opportunity to speak with WGU and kind of get my voice out there. I, I'd like to contribute to the field that I've taken so much from in my early career and kind of give back to that next generation. 
Excellent. Well, Bill, this has been great. I've enjoyed the interview. We've learned quite a bit about you. But I, uh, I want to just see if you're up for a little lightning round action for us to get to know you even better. How does that sound to you? Yeah, no pressure. I, I, I'm in. <laughs> All right. You're on the hot seat. Okay, here we go. Uh, again, lightning round. So I'm just going to fire off some random questions to you. Help us get to know you a little bit better. A quick answer is coming back. First one, who is your favorite sports team? Yeah, sadly, I have to say it's the the Detroit Lions. I, I spent some time in the Midwest and kind of adopted those Detroit teams. The Red Wings have done really well for me, and the Lions have sucked for a very long time. I'm hoping next year is their year. Well, I hate to say it, but there's only up from here, right? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right, that was, that was rude. Bring back Barry Sanders. Okay, we'll go to the next question. Uh, best restaurant you've eaten at? Oh, wow. Uh, so I, I kind of mentioned earlier, I'm a bit of a foodie, so that's tough. Tucson has some really amazing restaurants, but um, yeah, if I had to name a few, I would say uh, the Culinary Dropout, maybe. Saffron is on that list. And um, I, I know it, it just closed recently, but uh, it would have been Cafe Pocacosa for some really fresh and amazing Mexican food. Okay, you're helping my list grow, so I love it. Very good. Uh, good advice from a foodie. All <laughs> right, uh, last book that you've read. Yeah, so uh, it wasn't any kind of pleasure read. Uh, I mean, I enjoyed the book, but it was uh, the DevOps Handbook. Um, really amazing kind of the way that it lays out um, you know, DevOps and DevSecOps. I really recommend it to anybody. All right, I'm not sure if I'm going to add that quite as much as I'm going to add your restaurants, but... Fair. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Sounds good, though. All right. Favorite game? Oh, um, my wife is going to kill me for this because uh, it is a huge nerd alert. But I love playing Dungeons and Dragons. I've been playing it since second edition. I have a weekly game that uh, we play on Thursday nights. And it is a huge, huge nerd fest that my wife would like to lock in the closet and never <laughs> let out. All right. You play weekly. So who are you playing with? Uh, it's actually some some work friends, some uh, a former neighbor. We all play online. You know, we were actually playing online because of you know kids and the ability to stay home and not have to deal with uh, you know being gone for extended periods of time. But COVID certainly exacerbated that. All right, very good. Your next travel destination, Bill. We're going as a family to Jamaica, and it's going to be an amazing trip. It'll be my youngest first trip out of the country. Going to be staying at one of those beaches resorts where everything is included, and I'm just looking forward to some sun and fun and family time. That sounds great. Have you ever been to Jamaica before? Yeah, this will be our third trip. Uh, my wife okay. and I honeymooned there, and then we had our five-year anniversary at the same resort we honeymooned, and then this will be our first family trip there. Awesome. Have a good time. All right. Uh, best career advice that you've received? The best career advice, I would say, is that no one is going to tap you on the head and say, hey, congratulations, now you're an expert. So if you really want to get to the top of your field, you're going to have to find ways to challenge yourself to grow and contribute to the field because nobody's just going to wake up one day and you know suddenly find themselves as a technical expert. All right. Last question for you in this round. Uh, if you had 24 hours of free time, how would you spend that time? <laughs> Sleep. 
no, maybe maybe a little sleep. Uh, I kind of gave that up for Lent. Um, but yeah, quality time with the, the wife and kids, I think, is probably what I would do. I'd just uh, shut the world out, uh, hang out with the wife and kids. They grow up so fast, and it's it's you know amazing what these little humans can do. Uh, and if you don't stop and appreciate it every once in a while, you're going to wake up and they're going to be you know 30. So true. Well, Bill, uh, you're off the hot seat. That was a fun lightning round. We got to know you a little bit better. So thank you for participating in that. Yeah. And as we wrap the uh, episode, I wanted to give you the final word here today. Sound okay? Yeah, I'd love to say, you know, uh, go insert WGU sports team here. But, um, you know, WGU has been an amazing part of my life, uh, not necessarily for the athletics, but I, I'm just really looking forward to hearing from, you know, uh, current people attending and alumni uh, kind of build that community up and, and really get an opportunity to kind of self-promote. And uh, I, I don't have enough good things to say about WGU. It's been fantastic for me and I'm hoping for all of your listeners as well. Well, thank you, Bill, for the time today, for representing us so well. We're glad to have you as an ambassador to the university. And keep in touch with us. We'd love to hear about the book and other future projects. And again, for those listening, check out the show notes, wgu.edu slash podcast. You can learn more about the book and uh, get a discount and uh, even possibly get a free book. So, Bill, thank you for the time today. We appreciate it. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for uh, the opportunity. Thank you for listening to the WGU Alumni Podcast. To learn more about WGU Alumni and Commencement, visit wgu.edu slash alumni. To learn more about anything you heard on the podcast today, visit wgu.edu slash podcast. This podcast was produced by the Alumni Relations Department. Special thanks to producer Bethany Tucker from the WGU Production Studio. And thank you to our alumni network, now more than a quarter million strong and growing.